Jefferson, can you protect me? No, you are not protected. I'm uh, not protected because yeah. I mean it. You want to be protected? Yeah, I think they yeah. I I'm the questions. What's going on? Mola, you ask yeah. questions. Yeah, but please, Kenny, don't do that. I would like to ask the minister a question. You ask, ask me. Okay. Chairperson. It looks like we have lost farming. Yeah, it was, it was me. Chairperson. I allow you to ask a question, Lula, and you finish. Now is my turn. I'm not finished. The yeah. chairperson is muted. I would like uh, the chairperson. In slide 12 of the presentation, in yeah. the water tank suppliers, they installed, in Pumalanga, they installed eight water tanks. So I want to know when are the others going to be installed because it, it out of 651, they only installed eight. And the other yeah. thing, Jefferson. Unmute yourself. She unmuted because I'm muted about one or like a bag. Sure. Jefferson. We lost the Jefferson. Yo, what is the Jefferson now? You can ask them, ask the question member. The chairperson is hearing you. Can, you no, can ask no, the question. No. In slide 25, on the hygienic awareness. I see zero zero on protective suits and masks in Pumalanga. Can you explain those zero zero? Why they didn't supply us with protective suits and masks? My other question is Can you please, Chaperson, can you please? expedite the issue of boreholes in rural areas and the VIP provision in farms and because in Pumalanga we have homelands, former homelands areas. Can you please assist us with VIP toilets? Thank you, Chairperson. Hey. Uh, chair, I'm, I'm there. Can I chair the meeting? Police, officer. Chairperson, I need to ask a question to the minister. Honourable Mabisa. Police, officer. Can I ask a 
Come on, let's just ask the minister a question. Let's not play politics. This is uh, COVID-19. Yeah, the minister is here. Minister, can I ask a question? Whether mm -hmm. you expect to use Hello. more than 306 Hello. million Hello. of Arabic funds, yes, uh, if you get an indication on that. Hello. Thank you. Um, May I ask a question to the minister also? Um, because it looks like we don't have a chairperson anymore. I'm here. I'm here. And I, I want to listen. Okay, you, you take Can I proceed? Yes, ask him. Okay, th th thank you, Chair. My question to the minister um, is that uh, there is an allocation of water tanks to district municipalities. For instance, in uh, Mkanyagut, 20 of those. Though I've not seen even a single one um, as yet, but all I want to check, uh, Chairperson, is the issue of these um, tankers, if they are four by fours, because in the rural areas, most of the roads are dirty and uh, it's difficult to, 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 to drive. So if these water tankers are not four by fours, um, the the poorest of the poor people without water are not going to benefit also out of these um, villages. They are not going to, to be able to, to deliver water to those areas that the department has, has failed to deliver in, in, in years. Um, that, that is my um, main question that I needed to check from, from um, the, the minister. And that I'm worried because we are about to finish the month in the lockdown, but uh, if I go around here in Kanyagut, I don't see uh, those vehicles and, 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 and those Georgia tanks. People are still struggling. They still have to travel a lot, walk long distances to the rivers to try and, and, and fetch water. I don't know whether it's, it's, it's something that does not have... Um, um, a plan to say by this time um, we need to have delivered water in in all the communities. Um, yeah, that that's my question. Does everybody hear me? Yes, Minister, we can hear you. And there's just one person answering. Yes, I can hear you. Yes, we can. Hear you. Yes, Minister, please proceed. Okay. Let me let let us proceed. I would I did I did of uh, get a bit worried when Wazi uh, was saying we're politicizing this. We we don't have that luxury. We are in a crisis. Other countries have gone through 
the kind of horror that we don't want to go through. We've taken every effort as government to do, we work long hours, very long hours to make sure that we can protect our people. It doesn't matter what they vote for, where they are, these are our people. The reason why we have a state of national disaster is we have one command council that makes sure that this country does run. So Mr. Ngwezi, I would like you to withdraw that, please. Uh, I've, taken note, I've taken note that there are still problems and the officials that remain will be able to deal with the, the nitty gritty of those problems. You know, as we, as we roll out things, we will invariably be getting into problems. But I'm glad that uh, one of the people who spoke, he didn't say what his name was, was that we should invest, we should look into the possibility of four by four tankers because some of the areas are inaccessible by normal uh, trucks. Thank you for that comment. We will look at that and I'm sure my officials are listening and they will be able to answer that. Uh, there is a question about uh, water tanks in Bumalanga, only eight installed. Uh, we have an uneven response uh, across the country. The installation of the tanks is the responsibility of that particular municipality. And as I indicated, some municipalities have been experiencing problems because the hardware shops were closed. So they couldn't get uh, the, 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 the stone, the bricks and the cement and all of that. But right now, the hardware shops are open. So the municipalities will be putting up the tanks and apologies for the delay. It's just something nobody anticipated we would be in this situation. So everything we do, we do almost uh, you know, as a knee-jerk reaction on how to protect. And there might be uh, glitches from time to time, but it is not intentional. Uh, we will look into boreholes uh, from Kumalanga. We will look into VIP toilets. My officials are there to take details of that. Uh, there was a question uh, uh, about uh, 300 million funds. I'm not sure what the question was, but anything to do with uh, money and those statistics, the officials are there, they'll be able to deal with that. The accounting officer of the department is a DG and both DGs are there. They'll be able to respond to that particular question. Uh, there was a question also of uh, the red ants in, in Johannesburg. I did say that I had come to Cape Town because I had been called by the, I had been requested by the MMC of, uh, of the city because there was a problem with uh, a, 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 a certain uh, informal settlement and it seemed like there were invasions and it wasn't quite clear. I am in Cape Town now. We've completed what we needed to do in Cape Town. I am driving back to Johannesburg to attend to that area where in Johannesburg, red ants have been removing people's shacks. I've communicated with the people there. It is illegal now to remove any shack. If they'd wanted to remove them, it is unfortunate right now, it is not possible. So there will be no red ends and I will be going there and I'll be communicating with the portfolio committee after my uh, my arrival there. It will take some time. I appreciate, I appreciate that, Minister. Okay. But I have already indicated also to the community there and we're using our NGOs uh, to, to explain to them that we've stopped this, it's illegal, and to calm them down because we don't, we don't want to upset anybody. We just want everybody to adhere to the rules in the best way possible because all of us will be affected if this blows up uh, you know, and gets bigger than it is right now. Then 
uh, then we had a question from um, uh, 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 Member of Parliament Sushwai. Yes, evictions are illegal, uh, Madam Sushwai, wherever they occur. And I think the question was, are we talking about uh, previous evictions or, or, or whatever? What, what we're talking about in this period where the council is in command of the country, where the laws of this country are enshrined in one legislation called the National uh, Disaster uh, Legislation. Uh, this is what, what, what we follow. And I think this also answers the question from Powell. The, the, the National Disaster Act takes into account that all constitutional matters will be adhered to. But right now, the one sole legislation that governs the whole country is the National Disaster Act. And each minister has been asked to put in regulations as they affect their own area of uh, responsibility. Uh, we will go on like this until we are over the state of, 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 uh, of, high, of high disaster. Um, and where else? Uh, in Moses Kotani municipality, why has there been, um, why has, have trucks been hired? Uh, uh, this is something that the officials will take up and call Moses Kotane and find out. It is quite possible that there is an arrangement that we had a shortage of trucks going there. I'm not sure, I'm not able to commit because I don't have the full vision of what is happening on a daily basis and where it is happening. We are bogged down in meetings day in and day every hour to make sure that we are able to uh, provide this country with the necessary uh, you know, uh, support that everybody needs, understanding that everybody under lockdown is under pressure, understanding the enormous, enormous economic problems that we're going to encounter getting out of this. So I'm not familiar with what is happening there, but my officials will be able to deal with that matter. Um, and then um, I think I have answers, answered to the extent that it is possible for me. I asked your person that you excuse me because I, I have to go and see a doctor on my, on, on my back or rather about my back before I drive to Johannesburg. And I have to be in Johannesburg because I have given a promise to those people. Thank you. Chairperson, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, 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 can I please, may I please address the minister on a point no, of no, privilege? Wait, no, 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 honorable uh, Mwezi, please let's be orderly. Can, can we? But can I am we, orderly. I'm asking if, if I can address the minister on the point of privilege. No, no, I'm saying, did you check the time? Are we not going to go into the presentation? Can, can we? No, she can she we just said that? I must withdraw something, Chair. She just okay. said I must withdraw something. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm listening. Oh, oh, honorable Chair, uh, with, yes. yes, Honorable Chair, with due respect, okay. if okay. I'm saying there are a lot of things that have been politicized. I'm not going to withdraw because I'm writing a letter as we speak to raise these things. We, I'm talking about facts. It may be, you know, a little bit kind of, you know, personal, but I'm not. 
I'm raising these things because what we see, what we talk about at this level is not what is happening on the ground. No, 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 so no, no, may I be excused? May I be excused, please? I think no, I've, no, put, no, my, no, I've made no, my point clear to Mr. Wigtop, no, no, and I will not take anything else. We are not, no, you know, you, when you're talking about a locality, you no. should not raise it to the level of national. We have a crisis in this country and we are dealing with it as a unit, as South Africans. Uh, personal problem, please raise it elsewhere. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Minister, 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 please, please help me to... to, to... Okay, because he violated the laws. And the red can, we, can we... No, 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 uh, honorable members. You are only allowing those people around you whom you know that they can ask questions. My question was simple. I wanted the minister to tell me when is going to suspend the mayor of Houghton and the Red Ants because what they have done or when they are going to be arrested because what they have done they, they have contributed the, the minister is no longer there, please. Huh? Remember, the minister yes. is gone. Can we go back to the presentation? Okay, the Honorable Duduma. Let, let me just talk to the Honorable Duduma. Duduma is not, you have lost her in the process. Is another chair. Who is the, who's the chair now? Uh, the chair person. Um, oh, oh, oh. Listen, yeah, my sister. Okay. Can, can, can we allow the presentation to continue and then we continue to engage uh, 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 on, the, on, 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 on other issues, honorable members? What issues? Because, you see, what issues? One, may, uh, may, may I outend uh, the red ends? Are the people to be arrested? No, no. Yeah, but why, why, are, why are they erecting structures when there is a COVID-19 epidemic? They are erecting illegal things. They must be removed illegal now. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm out of order. Out of order. Honorable, uh, 
people you are out of no, no, order. I, I, I've said, I've said, I've said that, and you are out of order. Everybody is speaking now. You are out of order. All of you. Can we allow the presentation by the officials so that we continue with our meeting? What is out of order? When you say somebody is out of order, you know what is that? Or you just using it as a parliamentary with? Honorable members, can we allow the presentation to continue, or do you want to discuss, Minister? It's fine. You are happy that Minister has a. You, you I say we don't need that presentation. By removing our people from where they are, and you don't say anything about that, then we'll come and say people are out of order. No, no uh, honourable member, it's just I can't I can't see your name, but I'm saying. There is a deputy minister on the line. There is a deputy minister on the line. There is a director and deputy minister Masogo. I think Okay, thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, 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 Gigi Changana. 
Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you very much to the Honorable Minister, Honorable Members of the Portfolio Committee and the Act Committee. We will try to. I get off, but I'm not here anymore. Somebody must mute our mics. All of us yeah, yeah. Remember, Okay, I think we only banding the screen. Suppose the person or church are you Yes, Sorry, can the department just unmute their mic? Currently, everyone is muted.
The DG is presenting, but you can't hear him. So there's a problem with the system. The DG can unmute him and present. Yeah. What can we do? I think the problem is on your side. We can hear you loud and clear the side. And I think the problem is with the administrator. What no, the what? mics are all okay on my side, uh, DG. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, DG? Yes, I can hear you. Hi, Titi, I can hear you. Thank you very much. Can I continue with the presentation? Yes, I can hear you, Titi. I'm going to continue with the presentation. I'll keep it very short because we have already lost a little bit of time. We have structured our presentation as follows. We will cover the introduction, which the minister has already covered. I'm not going to spend time on that. We have uh, covered the governance issues. The minister has covered that adequately. Uh, I'm also not going to spend time on the governance issues. Uh, I'll just showcase to you. We have also covered the implementation status. Uh, we have covered the budget and the expenditure. I think at some point uh, we have to account for what we have spent. We have also covered the impact of the budget reallocation on the projects. Uh, we also covered the sustainability part going forward. What do we do beyond COVID-19? Also, we will report on the health and hygiene interventions and then we'll conclude with the way forward. Not when it's this is the background that minister has already given. We're working closely with Bogta, with municipalities, with provinces, with municipalities, and regional heads. So we're not going to spend time on this one. Can you see the slide? Okay. The slides are not moving. The slides are not moving. Are not moving. Can, can we ask the administrator to move the slide to, yes, to slide number four? Okay, the slides are not moving. This, the, the DG has uh, shared the slides. I don't have the slides with me. Must I put my own on my side? Let me check, DG, if I can do that. Yes, the host can do that. I'm currently now on slide number four. Yeah. We have DG continue. Thank you very much. No, we don't. Right. Slide number four in your package is a slide that you are familiar with. 
it shows the status of of water infrastructure uh, bioregion. Uh, this is what we've been dealing with, and this is what we have uh, used to uh, to deal with the drought, to deal with water scarcity. The next slide is a slide which follows the previous slide. Uh, it begins to show where we we have distributed water tanks, where we're planning to distribute water tanks by province. Uh, we'll get back to the table that shows the number of water tanks that we have allocated and uh, the number of water tanks that have been distributed. The, the next slide, Minister talked about it, it's slide number seven. Minister talks about the governance issue, how we are uh, structured as government. Uh, she talked about net points, she talked about uh, the net joints were extreme, she talks about she talked about the current the Corona Command Council, which is chaired by the President, the role of the DGs. So I'm not going to spend time on that slide. This slide, Minister also touched on it. This is slide number eight, the implementation agency arrangement, where we have appointed rainwater to act as our operational uh, incrementing agent. The CEO of rainwater is in the meeting, and they will be able to add if there are certain things that have left out. We're using all the water ports. We have Setibem water in who's covering uh, Free State and Northern Cape. We have Ramatola water, uh, which is covering Eastern Cape. We have Lipele Northern water. We have Umshatuze Umgeni uh, water ports in KZN. We have Overbeck uh, water in the Western Cape. Bakalis water in the Northwest. And then water covers Malanga and Kautei. But we have secured procurement for COVID-19. Please bear in mind that we're not starting from We have been dealing with the water shortages and water scarcity in four provinces. Eastern Cape, Northern Cape, and Mbopo. Uh, so it can be easy for us to get going with speed. Now, I'm going to skip some of the, of the slides because Minister has covered everything adequately. I'm just going to go straight to the slide, and I'll tell you the slide number, uh, which tells you where we are. This is slide, let's start with slide 13, which explains the DWS COVID-19 operation. We have the National COVID-19 Water and Sanitation Command Center at the rainwater. Uh, the CEO will come in at a later stage if there are questions around this issue. The functions of the National COVID-19 Water and Sanitation Command Center, one is, is centralized procurement, two, it is coordinating implementation, three, it is project coordination where we use technology teleconferencing to reach out to suppliers, to reach out to um, municipalities, municipal managers. I think Minister has covered this adequately. We work with DWS regional offices, we work with municipalities, we work with SALGA, we work with MISA. They have attended all of our meetings. We have William Urake from SALGA, we have Dr. Reiters from MISA, who's representing both MISA and, uh, and COCTA. So the meetings are taking place at uh, 12 o'clock every day, and then there are strategic meetings, which sometimes are attended by the deputy ministers at 2 o'clock uh, in the afternoon. Those 2 o'clock meetings are more 
cannot operationalize it. We also have the call center. Minister covered the call center. I don't think it's necessary for me to repeat, except to say that we've received plus over 5,000 uh, calls since the 27th of March. 5,312 calls. Uh, we can break those calls down by region 1,389 are from KwaZulu Natal, sorry, from Limpopo. It is not surprising because that's where we are experiencing a lot of shortages of water and challenges. Uh, with we have 912 uh, tanked uh, calls from KwaZulu Natal. We have 706 from Kauteng, 645 from Northwest, 592 from Eastern Cape. This is just intended to demonstrate to you where the majority of the calls are coming from. The call center is functional. You can call and try and check it. The number is there, 0800, 200. The minister has given that number in her presentation. Now, this slide, this is slide number 16. It's about resource allocation spend. In this slide, what we're trying to do is to demonstrate the breakdown between what was done by us, what was done by provinces themselves, because provinces uh, like KZN, they have started early. In fact, they started earlier than us. KZN, Cox, delivered 3,000 tanks. Uh, they delivered those tanks long before, this is Costa KZN, not uh, the command center. They wrote to us, KZN Costa wrote to the minister, he said, Minister, we need an additional 1,500 tanks. And uh, the tanks, uh, the 1,500 tanks will be delivered in KZN. Right now, we have delivered some, we have not delivered all of those tanks. We'll show you the breakdown in the next slide. If you look at this slide, you see that uh, we got, this is slide number 17. We've got the Western Cape with an allocation of 790 slides. So this is 719 tanks allocated to the, to the Western Cape. Uh, 526 has been delivered to the Western Cape. The number of tanks remaining to be delivered is 193. If you look at Eastern Cape, Eastern Cape allocated 5,395. 4,678 has been delivered. Uh, I'm not going to read all of them, but if you look at the total, at the, at, the, at the bottom, I'm not going to read all of that, but at the bottom, if you read, we have allocated 18,875 tanks. 14,000 tanks have already been uh, delivered. You will notice that we still have to deliver 4,200 tanks. Now, there's a figure there that Minister talked to earlier about the installation. And you'll notice that out of the 14,737 tanks that have been delivered, we have only installed 7,698. And it was explained by the Minister that the challenge here was that most of your hardware and the warehouses were closed. But the regulation was issued a fortnight ago uh, to make sure that uh, uh, those warehouses and hardwares are open because we need them so that we can create a little bit of gravity for water to come out of the tanks. We have to lift uh, those tanks up. The other part of the slide, if you look at slide 17, is about tankers. You can see that uh, 
we have allocated to deliver 1,316 tankers. We have already delivered 1,289. So we use the word tanks to refer to storage tanks. And we don't want to use the word Georgia because that's a, that's a brand name. We don't want to advantage one supplier at the expense of other suppliers. So we use the word storage tanks or tanks to refer uh, to some of the yellow or green or brown uh, storage tanks. We use the word tankers to refer to the trucks uh, that are delivering water to communities. We have already delivered 1,289 out of the 1,316 that we have conducted to do. We still have to deliver the 77. Now, this figure, based on the budget allocation of 306 million rands, what we did immediately after the president made the announcement, we went into our budget. There was no additional allocation. We used the budget that we have uh, to deliver tanks uh, to communities. Now, the next slides are intended to break it down by problem. I don't think I want to waste your time to explain to you all the regions. If you take this one, for instance, slide 18, which is the Eastern Cape, we had an allocation of 5,395 uh, for Eastern Cape. The tanks that have been delivered already is 4,678. I've touched on this. The installed tanks is 2,583. The tenders is 201. The, Tenders delivered out of the 201 is 171. So, which means that uh, tenders in use in Eastern Cape is about 171. Now, we break that down by region Buffalo City, Nelson Mandela Bay, Alfred Zoo, Amatole District, Chris Anik District, Joe Kabi, Tambo District, Sarah Batman District. I don't think it's necessary for us to go through uh, each and every district, otherwise, we, it will take us. Uh, the whole day to do that. We did the same in the free state, in Gauteng, slide 20, uh, in KZN, slide 21, that's your breakdown. There was a question about uh, uh, KZN. In KZN, you can see we had an allocation of uh, 4,000 uh, tanks. We have delivered 4,000 uh, tanks. You remember, the 3,000 out of the 4,000 was delivered by the Coxta, the province, the province itself, the provincial department of Coxta in KZN delivered 3,000 tanks, and we delivered 1,000 out of that 4,011. I want to clarify that point because it's been made several times. Uh, we're still going to scale up. The Treasury has asked us to synchronize our operations with Coxta better because in the next round, Coxta has submitted their plan, and in that plan, they cover the tanks, and they cover the tankers, and they cover uh, boreholes. And Treasury was not comfortable with the fact that uh, Coxa and ourselves are also delivering the same uh, products. So we met with Coxa, we met with Treasury to say where Coxa is uh, playing a role, it may not be necessary for us to play that role. Because they have now been allowed to use a portion of need, municipal infrastructure grant, to scale up their operations. So in KZN, the picture is going to change by next week. Uh, we have requested an additional budget of 831 million uh, so that we can scale up the operations. 
Limpopo, again, you can see uh, the figures in Limpopo. Uh, in Limpopo, as you can see, uh, we have targeted to deliver 726. I see the picture, the, the figures here uh, in Limpopo changed. The last figures that I've received is that we have delivered uh, uh, more than half of what we are targeted to deliver. We're targeting to deliver 1,300 tanks in uh, in the So far, we have only done uh, six, over 600. But I think that that figure on the provincial allocation has to be has to be changed. The figures change every hour. The CEO of the Red Water is going to tell you that these figures they change every hour because the distributors, the suppliers are on the road as we speak. The tenders are on the road as we speak, so the numbers do change from time to time, but we have devised an app which allows us to uh, to track uh, and um, and be able to state clearly where the tanks have been delivered and where the tenders are. So we've got that app, and it was designed internally by uh, our officials. Northern Cape, uh, the Premier of Northern Cape complained bitterly to the, to the Minister about the number of tanks, so tankers delivered. Uh, the last time we presented to PCC, we were sitting at 86 in the Northern Cape. Uh, the figure now is 70, the number of tankers delivered in the Northern Cape. The Premier is happy about the number of tankers. Their target was 86. Uh, the only problem in the Northern Cape is that we travel long distances. You know, the problem is very fast. Uh, the tankers do uh, but we have covered a number of uh, uh, municipalities, especially in the western part of the Northern Cape, because the western part of Northern Cape was experiencing drought. Uh, uh, but again, we are scaling up, those numbers are going to change. Western Cape, we had some glitches in the beginning, the city didn't want to accept the tanks, but that is behind us. The mayor is now on board, and they have agreed that they will assist us in installing those tanks. And they also wanted to get a sense of how we have contracted with rainwater and we have shared the implementation protocol that we have signed with rainwater with the, the city of the of Cape Town. The city of Cape Town was a little bit uh, resistant, resisting, but now we convinced them and uh, we have shared every document with them. By the way, they are participating in our rainwater teleconferencing every day. They have been there. Uh, every day and they have asked questions and those questions have been clarified. I don't want to spend much of your time. The, the first budget allocation was 306 million rands. And that budget allocation came from RB uh, Schedule 6B. Why we targeted Schedule 6B? We targeted Schedule 6B because this is the budget that we're managing ourselves directly. It would have been difficult to target Schedule 5B because 5B goes to municipalities. It's already uh, expropriated, uh, it's already uh, committed, contractually committed, not aspirationally committed. So we didn't want to touch 5B. Uh, but we are going to scale up. Uh, there is an additional 831 million that we want to put into this program. But the 831 million has to talk to sustainability. Uh, what are we going to do beyond COVID-19? Uh, it has to talk to asset registry. Are we going to hand over these assets to the municipality? Uh, those are the questions that we are facing. Given that uh, we didn't have the additional allocation, it means that we will have to review our budget. 
against every department will have to review the budget because the conditions that we had when the Minister of Finance passed the budget in February are completely different now, two months later. Uh, most departments are beginning to review their budgets, and reviewing the budget would mean that we have to review the APP. But that exercise would not be done without consulting Parliament, because Parliament must have the final say on the APP, and Parliament must have the final say on the revision of the budget. So Cabinet will give us guidance as to how to do this exercise. Cabinet met yesterday, we haven't received the outcome of the Cabinet meeting yesterday, but we will be guided by Cabinet as to how to review the budget and how to reprioritize and prioritize other sectors and how we're going to review the APP targets and that exercise will culminate into a submission to, to Parliament. This is the breakdown of the 306 million. If there are further questions, the CEO of Redwater will be able to answer those questions. The DTG responsible for infrastructure is sitting right next to me uh, in my meeting, uh, but this is the breakdown. You can see that uh, we have catered for the provision for installation of tanks. We have catered for the water tankers, 104 million. We have catered for sanitizers. Uh, and I must stress that all the sanitizers, they have to comply with the WHO uh, uh, requirement, which is 60% uh, alcohol and above. Every sanitizer must be 60%, it must have 60% of alcohol and above. Anything below 60%, it's not in compliance with the WHO uh, requirements. The hand soap, uh, we, have, uh, we have put an amount of about 2.7 million PPEs, uh, personal protection uh, equipments, we put uh, aside uh, 10 million implementation agents, three. Well, water didn't plan for this, and they didn't prepare for this, so they needed to have a management fee, because this is a serious operation. Uh, they have to rent uh, the, the app that they are using right now, the teleconferencing. They have to make sure that uh, they follow the money everywhere where we are distributing. They need to coordinate with municipalities, they need to coordinate with water boards. So there is a certain fee that they are charging, which we think is more than reasonable. They also put aside 15% of that, uh, and the total amount which is spread uh, throughout the provinces is 306 million. I'm just rounding it up. The exact figure is uh, 306,584,000. Again, we've talked about the 831, which we have not finalized. Uh, we're discussing this with National Treasury. We're also discussing it with COPTA. Uh, it's important for me to state at this point that the 831 million has to talk to the exit plan. It has to talk to the sustainability plan. It has to talk to the asset register because this asset has to be handed over to the municipality. And again, the question that you may be asking yourself is which programs and projects are going to be affected by this budget reallocation? And slide 33 is only intended to show you that uh, some provinces, their allocation is going to be affected. Their budget is also going to be affected. Some projects may be affected, but you'll see that uh, the cut was very progressive. It was not regressive at all. Those provinces that have bigger allocation, you can see that they are most affected. Again, with a budget allocation of 1.3 billion, uh, they're likely to lose an amount of about 280 million, and they will be left with 1 billion. 
Three states with a budget of 737 million. Uh, we uh, made a cut of about 90%. Uh, you can see that there are three provinces with a bigger budget. It's Limpopo at 737. It's um, Kauteng at 1,000, sorry, at 1.3 million. It's a uh, free state at 737 million. So we've been progressing in terms of cutting the budget. Uh, you can see the impact is not that big, which means that the projects are not going to be affected um, uh, that much. There will be an impact, but that impact is, min is minimal. Uh, I'm not gonna bore you with a long list of projects. This is just intended to show you which projects are likely to be affected and how much has been taken out of those projects. And you can read that at your own pattern by province. Uh, so we just put it here so that we are more transparent uh, because these are projects that you have approved. These are projects that were in the, in the APP. And so we wanted to be more transparent about the shifting of the budget. Uh, slide 46 talks to asset management. We have to take care of these assets. Uh, we have to make sure that they are maintained and we have to finalize the asset register together with the municipality. There is a cell phone app that we are using to track all these assets. We have to be complete and thorough in our asset register, which means that when we transfer the assets to the municipality for maintenance uh, and uh, for management and for security, we need to make sure that that asset register is complete and that asset register covers everything. Uh, I'm not going to bore you with a long presentation. This is just intended to say that uh, we are now focusing on sustainability. Everything we do has to talk to sustainability, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, uh, we don't do this just for COVID-19. I think this is going to be <laughs> We are not going to go back to the old way of doing things. Uh, the model of the land is going to change. As you can see, we are having a meeting using technology currently. So things are going to change going forward. We are not going to go back to Rashi or to the old way, old ways of doing things. Uh, slide 48 is just a design of how we want to deal with the sustainability. The engineers in the department designed this, uh, the, this diagram to say what we want to do in all those communal standpipes or all those communal tanks, this is what we want to put uh, going forward. Uh, this is a rudimentary water supply scheme, and you can see it has a number of communal standpipes linked to it, and this is like for the So what we are going to scale up is to, beyond community is these communal uh, schemes, uh, which can be 20,000. There are quite a number of companies that we've seen that are doing a steady job. One that is presented to us is in the book, they're doing uh, 5,000 liters. Uh, of uh, this, temp, this communal stem tanks, uh, up to 2 million tanks. In fact, they provide this service to a number of farmers. Uh, they have been contracting with agriculture to provide these tanks. So we will use these service providers going forward uh, to provide communal rudimentary uh, water supply schemes. Chair, the next slide is just to give you an idea of the health and hygiene packages that we have distributed. Those packages. It's uh, water baguettes, it's hand sanitizers that we have purchased, it's gloves and face masks, it's bleach, it's disinfectants, it's bars and soap. Uh, so we've got these packages that we distribute 
to communities and we target those areas where we have distributed uh, communal tanks, you know, that's where people go. When they come to fetch water, we also give them the packages and we don't go to, uh, to households, we avoid it going to households uh, so that we can distribute these uh, packages uh, to public areas, taxi ranks, uh, communal uh, walls. Uh, this is just a breakdown, slide 51 is a breakdown by, by province, KZM. We have delivered 4,116 sanitizers. You can read all of this at your own spare time. This is how we have distributed uh, 53,000 sanitizers, 17,000 bath soaps, 159 protective suits, and uh, 500 masks. It's important to pause here and say there are institutions, there are service providers, there are multilaterals uh, that have contributed, that has donated. UNICEF has donated tanks. Uh, the Danish Embassy has been talking to us this morning. They want to make a donation. They also want to donate tanks. And um, uh, there are service providers who have donated masks and PPEs in Hauken. What we have been asked to do is to register every donor uh, with DTI portal. There's a, there's a portal at DTI where we have to register all the donors, uh, and we've done that. Uh, without wasting much of your time, Chair, this is the last slide. The way forward, we need to monitor water quality. We need to ensure all tanks are transferred as assets to responsible water service authorities or municipalities. We need to jointly develop a sustainable operational strategy for each system with the objective of reducing tanks, ordering dependency. And I want to pause here because water tendering is expensive. You will see it. The biggest is water tendering. So we want to reduce this share. We don't want to rely on water tendering. The easiest way to reduce water tendering is to water tendering is to upscale those regulatory schemes, is to upscale the boreholes, the chapter of the portfolio comes on human settlements, water and sanitation, advise us that we need to approach, to come up with a multi-pronged approach through boreholes in areas where the aquifer is good, find the springs through rudimentary schemes. So we need to come up with a multi-pronged approach because what we don't want is to deliver water 100 kilometers from the source, which is what we are doing in the Northern Cape and also in the Bobo, and that exercise is very expensive. Chair, we also touch on ablution facilities. Uh, slide 55 is just intended to show you the ablution facilities that we'll be providing, especially in densely populated informal settlements. My colleague uh, from uh, Human Settlements is going to touch on this because we think that in the metros, USDG has paid for that. And the rest, Chair, is just proposals that we want to, to put forward. Slide 58 is just to give you a picture of what is happening on the ground. Uh, you can see installation in the right, but in the left bottom corner, uh, you can see workers with PPE uh, gear uh, building uh, the stand for installing the water tanks. You can see the trucks. Uh, this is just intended to showcase what is happening on the ground. This is a massive operation. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. If there are questions, I've got the DTG for infrastructure and I have the CEO of Rainwater in the room. There are other DTGs here. 
we will be able to take questions. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Gigi. Uh, again, the, the DG, acting DG of the Human Settlement. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, I'll just refer uh, honorable members together with yourself to the presentation that we circulated. Uh, and I'll go through it quickly because Minister Sisulu has covered the substantial parts around the issues that, that we wanted to. So I'm on slide, I'll go to slide two of the presentation. Uh, Chair, just gives an indication of what the measures are that we are uh, focusing on in terms of our or the human government's focus in relation to the combat of COVID-19, uh, particularly in relation to infections and spread at a community level. Chair, I think it's important to note that this is not a COVID-19 Formal settlements are creating, but it is primarily a uh, expediting of the informal settlements are creating plan, which uh, in essence uh, results in the uh, a mitigation plan for, for, for COVID 19. And then the second part of this is also then to ensure that households, specifically in overcrowded areas, that's hostels in as well as the informal settlement, are able to observe physical uh, distancing and then also in conjunction with health, uh, public works and social development to promote uh, uh, quarantine sites as well as uh, self-isolation. Chair, on, on slide three, uh, what we do is that we just give a, 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 an indication of what the informal settlement upgrading plan is. So the reason we give this, uh, particularly in the slides that, that follow, is that there's been a lot of uh, what we would say distortion of what the plan or what the implementation is. Uh, Chair, you will know uh, that as uh, honorable members, that as the uh, human settlements uh, sector, as of the 1st of April 2020, the informal settlement upgrading component financial uh, allocation comes into force, both for the HSDG as well as the USDG. And what we indicate is that just to clarify the whole issue around the question of re-blocking, de-densification. Re-blocking is a component part of the informal settlement upgrading plan which results in de-densification in areas where those densities are not suitable for human habitation or for uh, uh, health and welfare uh, 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 reasons. So on page four, we just, uh, uh, on slide four, we just give an indication of particularly the, the informal settlement upgrading program, the grant, as well as the rapid land release program through the IRDP. Uh, Jade, on slide five, uh, post national disaster by President Ramaphosa, uh, both provinces and municipalities were requested to put in place measures, which include the improving of household access to water and sanitation, including informal settlement. So in conjunction with the Department of Water and Sanitation, 
there's been a, a, a coordination and a uh, synergy that we've provided. Also, we've referred to this, but the de-densification we refer to is the de-densification of identified dense and overcrowded areas, and this includes informal settlements, hostels, and inner cities. And, and, and there's a substantial amount of work that's been done in relation to that. Then point three was to take all reasonable measures in terms of national disaster declaration to prevent, contain, treat, and eliminate, and eliminate COVID-19. Chair, one of the points that we, we, we have identified is that because of the income status of households in settlement, uh, we have requested that provinces, together with municipalities, provide personal and uh, household hygiene uh, interventions. This is sanitizers, soaps, uh, and related. And then, Chair, on, on the basis of this, uh, there were 29 settlements that were identified as being vulnerable and dense. Uh, vulnerable to, to, to COVID-19 in the event of a spread. And as the department, together with the minister, we then identify the specific provinces, together with the municipalities, to work with the HCA to take the necessary action in relation to that. So, Minister referred to earlier that she attended Danun. The Danun plan, Chair, has been coming from almost 2015. In fact, in 2018, the HCA uh, was provided with funding by the province together with the municipality to provide for alternative land purchase for the Danun uh, area. So it was not a knee-jerk reaction, but basically I just want to reiterate this, an expediting of the existing plans because, because, because we had indicated that. So, so, so that, that, that's the same in Duncan Village, it's the same in relation to Kenny Road, it's the same in relation to in Alex, the same in Egypt. Uh, so just basically bringing forward the implementation of those plans. Okay, just uh, as we indicated on, on slide six, there's a total of 17 land parcels measuring 3,100 hectares that have been identified or had already been identified as part of the upgrading plans. Uh, and, and, and we've, 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 we've We've got uh, maps, uh, which we'll later on go through. And Chair, I'm just urging all uh, members together with yourselves to treat that with the necessary confidentiality. Uh, Chair, just to indicate, we have also, and this is on slide seven, uh, as part of the human settlements, we've, we've, we've requested that the various entities, department, the state agency affairs uh, board, the Shah, for example, has implemented uh, the, the regulations part, particularly in relation to evictions out of social and rental houses. Yeah, so we're thinking of those. So, 
Can you mute your mic, Honorable Dodovu? Okay. Thanks, Chair. And then, and then also a set of directions are being finalized, which will provide therapy on matters related to the uh, construction sector, uh, particularly in relation to the phasing, uh, phasing period uh, post uh, uh, the, the lockdown. Chair, we also have a National Human Settlements Command Center, and that's been set up at the HDA. Uh, chaired by myself together with CEO and all provinces and municipalities are part of that. So if you go to slide eight, we're given area of the high risk, vulnerable, uh, informal settlements. That better chair is a sharing of data that occurred between the CSIR, the department, the provinces, the municipalities, and the HDA. So based on what the hotspots are, you will you have members of the honorable members together with yes, chair. Okay. 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 We then also just uh, have mapped the prioritized informal settlements. Uh, chair, and then what we, in the slides that follow in settlements, we provide an indication of construction of transit or residential units in the Eastern Cape, Houting, which Cape, uh, in Joburg, we give the detail of which are those areas. That's on slide 11. On slide 12, we just give an indication of the panel of service providers that has been appointed by the, uh, the HDA with the provinces. Uh, and that's and included in the a couple of other interventions, basically, to ensure that there is no uh, fruitless and wasteful expenditure as a result of construction. Of uh, uh, we also then indicate that in the process that the HDA is undertaking in relation to the TRAs, uh, that there's work being done with the participation of military veterans, but not only military veterans, but those also that are designated. So even during this period, we've adhered to those. We just indicate the implementation protocols that have been concluded with metropolitan municipalities. There's Buffalo City, City of Johannesburg, City of Florida, and the City of Cape. So the slides that follow just indicate what, and we've taken Swetler, and, and, and there are uh, other areas, the other 29 areas, including uh, Duncan Village, uh, Swetler, not Duncan Village, sorry. Uh, Duncan Village, Kennedy Road, the Moon, and those areas, and we've got the together with the land that's been identified. You'll see we also, on, this is on slide 17, we provide the committee with where the proposed Shrekla resettlement site is. So that was identified, and in the event of there being an outbreak, uh, Marlboro. Uh, then, chair on slide 8. Just give an indication of what the additional provincial and municipal measures that are being provided. That includes on, on, on bullet point one, sanitizers, information on making of masks and provision of, 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 of soap. So there are community-based workers together with some of the, 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 the representatives of municipalities and provinces uh, to assist households there. Uh, in provinces where subsidized houses were in the process of being completed, that's just before the lockdown period, 
that process has been expedited to allow for the relocation of households out of informal settlement. So you'll note that in the regulations that were published, uh, with, uh, uh, in the first regulations that were published, there was allowance for all of those uh, areas where construction could finish of houses, so we, we, for, for, for all intents and purposes that could occur. In conjunction with Department of Social Development and local community-based organizations, households are being assisted to access food relief and social grant assistance, that's specifically in relation to the provinces and municipalities. Uh, in relation to metropolitan municipalities, suitable vacant buildings have been identified to accommodate people living on the streets. And then the HDA, together with the CSR, have been supporting and providing support to uh, Department of Health Social Development in relation to the mapping of areas. And then I'll just reiterate, uh, Chair, that the minister, ministerial directive has been supplemented by regulations, and that's a moratorium on the placement of any evictions of any households being carried out. Chair, we then also just give an indication on the, the next uh, three slides, slides uh, 19, 20, and 21, on the informal, uh, on the civil society organizations that have been or form part of a platform of discussion and consultation uh, in relation to that. Uh, Chair, I'll, I'll end there and, and, and hand over to yourself. Chair. Thanks. Thank you very much, uh, Acting DG. Honorable members, that was the presentation from um, both the, the DG, Acting DG of Water, Human of Water and Sanitation, and the Acting DG on on Human Settlement. So I'm going to because um, I, I'm going to ask honorable members who wants to speak. Uh, for us to make it quicker, um, Kolito, you, 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 you have uh, your roll call with you. We'll start with the first person, you can just name, and, uh, and that person comes in uh, so that uh, if it doesn't speak, we'll pass to another one. Okay, members must write on the chat list so that we must indicate uh, to manage that to process. Speak. Yes. I manage that process. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. But the, the previous one, when we, we were dealing with the minister, it was not managed properly. So I wanted us just to call the name of a member. If he's not, he's not one to ask the question, we pass to another one so that we make it quicker. Oh, okay. Yes, start with the first one. Mr. Mashifo. And the rule of two, uh, 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 two minutes, uh, or, yeah, maybe let's make it three minutes. Mr. Mashiko, are you there? If he's struggling, let's pass and get another one. Madam Powell. Hi, um, I have a number of questions. Uh, in terms of uh, section 
four and section five of the government notice number uh, 464 issued by the ministry on the 15th of April. Direction was given by the minister's office to give command control uh, to the National Disaster Water Command Center to direct all water services authorities, water boards, irrigation boards, catchment management agencies, and water user associations to perform tasks and to cooperate with officials comprising uh, this command and any other person authorized by the minister to give effect to directions. Um, in the spirit of transparency and accountability, I request that the committee please be provided with a list of the names, roles, and qualifications of those officials currently comprising uh, the command center to ensure that suitably qualified individuals are currently in control of South Africa's water resources. Then, um, in terms of the same notice, uh, uh, section five, a national procurement officer must be appointed um, to preside over all emergency procurement and details of all transactions of these procurement negotiations must be made public immediately after the lockdown ends. Can the committee please be furnished today with the name of the appointed procurement officer? And can we please have an undertaking from the DG that we will be furnished uh, with a list of all recorded uh, procurement transactions provided for in terms of Section 5B of the notice on the 1st of May when the lockdown is completed? I'd also like to understand the specific role of the National Rapid Response Task Team in relation to uh, the roles assigned to the command center to centralize coordination of water and sanitation. Um, let me just move down to human settlements. Um, I basically want to know that the, the minister has announced a number of de-densification plans, uh, but it's been noted that these are already, already on existing business plans of provincial and local governments. Uh, can we please be provided with a list of the additional amounts provided by uh, Treasury or DHS to the respective provincial and local government administrations to implement this uh, sort of expedited de-densification program because from discussions that I've had from well with my colleagues in both uh, provincial and local government uh, no additional funding has been given to other spheres of government to implement this de-densification. Uh, if funding is being provided can we please understand uh, the amounts per province and per city and whether this will take the form of additional HSDG, USD or a new grant. Thank you. um, can we pass to another person? Sure. Member Kolia. Let's get one from, NC, from NCOP, ne? It's a member Kolia. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, the first issue that I would want to, that I would like to ask uh, is that uh, there, there's alternatives, there's alternative building materials that make it quicker to build houses. Like, for example, you would have, we would have learned that China built a hospital in eight days because they were using that particular material, which can spend the same time as is being spent by putting temporary structures so that we can put people in permanent structures, which means people have to be relocated into service sites. 
That's one issue that I want to check if the department has explored that particular thing. And also the issue of evictions. I think the issue of evictions should be a crime in terms of Disaster Management Act. So we would expect the department to act in relation to that. Now coming to human to coming to water and sanitation, because we're dealing with two with two things yet, uh, Chair. In the issue of water and sanitation, I'm noting that on slide 17, uh, Northwest has been allocated 1,223 tankers, but 1,285 has been delivered. What has happened there? Why did they get more than what they have, they were allocated? So I would want to check that, Chair. And also the issue of quality assurance for quality assurance for sanitizers. Because some of the sanitizers do not have the SAPS stamp. So we need to check if they are quality approved and if the department is able to uh, quality approve them. The last one is the issue of checks and balances for those people who will use this opportunity to loot government resources. Other checks and balances in terms of ensuring that the money that is there is spent for, for what it is meant for. So that we don't discover that at the tail end of the of the of the project. Thanks, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go back to Mashiro if he's not ready. Mr. Mashiro, are you ready? Let's go to Mr. Parson. I'd like to ask a question. Can you I would like to ask a question. Who's that well, I'm ready uh, to ask the question. No, you, you, uh, Mr. Person, uh, Mr. Mutama, you will uh, after Mr. Person. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, I, I have asked the minister the question on the ARBIC funds that has been allocated to COVID-19. Um, I, I would like to ask the DG whether they can maybe assist us in an answer on this whether they expect to use more than 306 million rand of ARBIC funding to, to finance um, the COVID-19. I also would like to stress that I think that the department is doing an excellent job. Uh, I know it's a, it's a huge operation and um, I want to congratulate uh, the people in the war room um, for the work being done. I also had some communication with them and the Deputy Minister concerning problems that we have in certain areas, and they were more than willing uh, to assist in, in this matter. So, um, and can they also indicate whether there would be any other funding uh, made available um, to, to assist in, in curbing uh, COVID-19? Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. D uh, Honorable uh, Leon. Um, Mr. Mutamai? Yeah, I would like to ask the DG if there is anything that they are going to do on the people that are being, have been removed from loaning because uh, they, they don't have water as we speak, they have nothing as we speak, mm -hmm. and there are people who were removing them forcefully from their houses and now what they are going to do are they have a plan to give them water and something i thank you thank you very much uh, Koliswa. Uh, mr Ngwezi, are you still there 
Zululand and Mkanyagute areas benefit, how do we monitor and see that this number of these sanitizers uh, are here and there and, and there, so as to avoid a situation whereby the department at a national level will say, we have provided people with a number, this number of sanitizers, and only to find that on the ground, we, we can't trace them, we can't, we can't see them. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Mapika. The next one, Koliso. Mr. Michakalas. Mr. George, you need Michakalas. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, Chairperson, my first question is just with regards to the water tanks that are being supplied. Um, social distancing is still an issue. Um, how is that going to be managed with regards to collection by the different communities? Um, my second question is, um, does, has the department made any state land available uh, for de-densification? Um, and can you give us more information with regards to that, how many, where, and whether there's a timeline for this? Um, my third question is, uh, if there will be third adjustments budgets uh, periods uh, made available, or will there be a third adjustment budget period made available in terms of the MFMA, uh, for cities and towns to reprioritize your expen their expenditure in line with the revised targets. Um, and then finally, Chairperson, uh, I know that the department is assisting uh, some municipalities, specifically in the free state where I'm from, um, with water provision, because uh, apart from the fact that we have a lot of uh, informal settlements without water. We have municipalities who are entirely incapable of providing uh, water through the existing infrastructure. Um, I know Putadi Chaba is one such an example. Um, can the department uh, please give an indication how their existing uh, aid that they've already been given has been affected by uh, the crisis? And secondly, uh, what cooperation is there between the Department of COCTA and the, the Department to assist municipalities where they are unable to uh, provide assistance or provide water through their existing infrastructure because of poor service delivery? Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you Mr. Sileku? Mr. Sileku is also responding, nice. Chaperson. Can you hear me? Mr. Sileku? Okay. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? All right. Yes. yes. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Good afternoon. Uh, let's first go to the, the water tankers. They are procured nationally, then they are distributed to the provinces, and provinces are distributing to the municipalities. So what I would like to know, what measures are put in place to make sure that these water tankers, by the, when they are delivered at the municipalities, are indeed installed at the best as, as soon as, as, it, as it arrives and what kind of mechanisms are put in place to make sure that those water tankers are full in terms of water and they actually gives us the results that we want to see in terms of fighting COVID-19. And also in terms of regulation section 6.2, where it reads that water and sanitation is available at public facilities and public transport points. 
what is the what measures is department instituting to make sure that what the regulation says is actually achieved and if it's possible can you as a department furnish us as members with the names of these public facilities and public transport points where these water tankers has been installed thank you very much thank you very much Yolanda Miss Mushala. Miss Mushala. Thanks so much. Oh, Hello? Yes, we can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, thanks so much, man, uh, Chairperson and the team. I, I've got just a few questions to put forward. Mine is, um, how is the department going to deal with the issue of payables and, and accruals that we had before during this era of uh, COVID-19? We do understand that by not attending to them, we'll cause, maybe we'll incur extra charges. What is the plan going forward? Number two is where can one access regulations aligned to the Disaster Management Act 2002 in relation to the water and sanitation services provision undertaken by the Department of Water and Sanitation? Are the directives and notices issued to water service authorities and water boards available on the departmental website? And then number three is the issue of uh, rainwater being the command center. We saw it issuing uh, notices and and uh, notices and what do you call? Um, and we saw it issuing notices and directives to the boards and the water service authorities. So in this regard, who is going to take care in terms of the quality of the tanker, tankers between the water boards and which institution is going to take care in terms of the quality of those uh, water tankers? Another input I want to put is with regards to the people in deep rural areas. They don't have water at, at all. We are getting calls all over the country in Mpopo, in Mkanyagude, in Pumalanga, there is no water at all at this period. But we hear about tankers being distributed all over, but we don't see them by eyes. So can we attend to the issue quickly? The people of Julisbeck in Mubani, they don't have water. They are writing to us. They are having no water. You go to Sukukune, there's no water at all. From December, they did not have water. Please, the department... You have done your best. Uh, you have, we appreciate your hard working in this period. But maybe the problem is you started very late. 26 years after democracy, this is the only time now that you are starting. If you started early, we were not going to have these uh, problems. The issue of Arabic. I see Arabic funds are allo allocated to COVID-19. Don't we have the disaster management fund maybe that we can use? to run all those uh, problems because going forward, maybe after COVID-19, uh, our, our budget in terms of our big uh, issues and all those things will be finished. Thank you.
Madame Sikhwai, are you there? Madame Sikhwai? Madame Sikhwai? I can respond to chair. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, uh, sorry, chair. Um, Ms. Sifai has a slight problem. Uh, can I try to sort her out and then maybe she can get another chance later? Okay, Mamun Vana. Mamun Vana, are you available? Chairperson? Hello, Chair. Can I, make a, can I make a suggestion that the questions that have already been asked, that the officials answer those questions, that will give time for other members to get back on uh, on the group? Uh, I do not agree with your suggestion. Let all the questions be asked by all members of parliament first. Thank you. Mahmoud, can you ask a question, please? Uh, thank you. I'll do so now. Thank you, Kolisa. Uh, my first question is, we have people who are staying in Bronco Springs uh, in Pretoria, and we are also having in, in the informal settlement in Pretoria, and also having people who are staying in Plot R101 in Shoshanguve who are drinking dirty water which they get from a hole using their buckets to extract water from that uh, hole which has dirty water. When are these people from Bronco Sprite, uh, uh, Jeffersville, what 72 plot R101 going to get their water tank so that they can be uh, delivered uh, clean water with the tankers? And then another question is that, how is the department going to deal with a what councillor who is staying in Moses Kotani, what 30, who was seen pressurizing the national foreigners to buy the sanitizers, abusing the resources of the department? How is the department going to deal with what councillor? Uh, her name is Chungu Munakota. It is a well-known fact. Uh, that he, she did that. So I want to know how is the department going to deal with that? And then another question is that of the densification pro, the de process. Uh, because the minister has already stated that the department is still trying to identify land uh, for this process. I would like the department to to give us the time frame for that process. When is it going to start, you know, happening? And then when is the department envisaging that that process will end? And then one other thing is that in Northwest, uh, in Gujanala, we do have water tanks not water tanks, but tankers that were delivered that are not in use. My question is, when are those tankers going to be used? Why are they not used now? 
And then again, in Mulema, we also have tankers that are delivered, that are not utilized. I would like to know why are they not utilized? Because our people need water and our people are already starting to contract COVID-19. How are we going to alleviate this COVID-19 if we delay giving water to our people so that they can be able, you know, to wash their hands on daily uh, basis. And then again, in Twelacht, uh, the people there do not have water tanks, have water, and even the clinic that is situated in Twelacht, you know, do suffer from scarcity of water because of this service provider who's a private service provider who does not deliver water and on time for the clinic and the people of Duelacht. Uh, and again, the private service providers are not only supplying water to that area alone. The whole of Moses Kodani is using the services of private service providers. I would like the department to make a follow-up and make sure that that process is being stopped. Thank you. Member Baliso. Member Baliso. Polisa, I, I think this process is going to take us long. Others, they don't even want to talk. Can Why we don't just say, you just, uh, maybe you don't just ask who want to speak. Then we identify those people. Then they, stop, they talk. We can't keep calling everyone. Others are not even here. It's a waste of time. Thank you. Honorable Musala, Allow, allow members to speak. Call is call members to ask questions. Member Thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, first, I would like to know about this. What I would like to know, where, where is the process now? I would like to know from the department, DG. And have already identified the land parcels where the people are going to be re uh, informal informally settled. Two chair, there's a challenge at Enobo. I know the chair have said that they have delayed in terms of uh, water tankers filling the tanks with water in Enobo area. There is no water at all in the tanks. They should really fast track the process of ensuring that there are tankers there. To chair, what I would like to know for the last point from me, the informal settling of those people, how much is the structure costing? And versus the permanent structure that the department is supposed to build. Because I want to have a, a picture, chair, and a, a rationale of us having informal settling the people rather than giving them permanent structures. Thanks, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, another person, uh, Mr. Mutamai. Mr. Mutamai. 
Member Mula, Honorable Mula, are you there? Honorable Mazama is ready. Can you give it, give it in the meantime? Call this one. Member Mazama, it's your turn. Member Mazama is not responding. Okay, let's pass then. Go to another one. Member Mula, is Member Mula available? Okay, Chairperson, uh, let's just uh, uh, check who, who, who is available to ask a question now. Okay. I am who's that? Shake. Mr. Shake. Mr. Shake. Mr. Shake. Mr. Shake. Mr. Shake. Mr. Mamula, please ask a question. Uh, yes, yes. Thank you, Chapati. Yeah. DG of water sanitation. In your slide 28, you said the department requested national treasury to approve. The use of transit to each 29. I want to know, Jefferson, can you please give me, can you please explain to me what is this 831, 600,000 for that you are, asked, you, are, you are engaging with the national treasure? My second question, my second question is in slide 51. The protest. Let me see, Chaperson. Yeah, it seems like it is. in Pumalanga, you didn't, we didn't receive protective suits and masks. So <laughs> I want to know when, when are we going to receive them? Because I know that we are allocated. Thank you, Chaperson. Thank you, Honorable Mola. The next one. My last question. Sorry, Chaperson. Uh, Sorry, Chaperson. I've got the last question. Okay, all right. Yes, the last question, Chairperson, is the security of the water tanks. Who's going to look after the water tanks when they are installed in the municipalities? Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much. You are done. Member, 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 member,
three things. One is that um, DG, having, having accepted, I'm sure you have a later on, but uh, there were uh, municipalities who were refusing to accept the, the, the water tanks. Through your hard work, they are now accepting, and I'm sure the minister has indicated that um, 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 it was due to, uh, the, the delay is due to hardware which were not allowed to open, they allowed to open. Can we get a, 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 an estimate time frame as to when are you going to be at par with your delivery process? Because if you look at the number of the, 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 the acquired um, tanks and the ones that are installed and are in use, there is a challenge in, in terms of your demand and supply process. And I'm, 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 I'm understanding the point that you're saying there was a delay in the, the challenges that we have there. But what is the new plan? Because if the new plan does not address the fact that at the time you leave municipalities, the 20-80% of your plans will be installed, you are going to have fruitless expenditure and unaccountable for money because those tanks will diminish. Even though I can hear you say, you say that um, we will have to transfer those tanks to the water use facility, but it will take time and they will, and, and he just proved it to us that. Um, the issue of sustaining the issues are not concerned for it. On water the SRU units that you are saying are going to be, which is the the units are going to 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 build now for purposes of keeping people for this second is it not going to create the growth of the squatter camps in the middle that we have? that they have after the, the, the COVID-19. And the possibility of you then going to dismantle it again will cause this issue of you now evicting people out of the structure and that they're not acting illegally. How, what is it that you're doing to circumvent the possibility where you are, you are going to be punished for your success? Because your success will be now be challenged at the end of the day and will seem to be useless. Otherwise, I think the... The good work you're doing, keep it up. You keep, keep briefing us in time because if, if, if members of parliament don't know what we're doing, we come to the wrong conclusions and uh, we, we start talking things that are not necessarily correct. Thank you, Jefferson. It's a member, Thank you very much, Chair Kulisa, Chair and the DG. And let me also apologize for coming late, but it's not needs technology. Um, one DG, um, I want to rest, I want to uh, congratulate your department for your swift interaction in terms of making sure that our community are getting water. But precisely, I want to stress the issue of proper coordination and collaboration with the uh, local municipalities, district municipalities, and the province. And I'm raising, in terms of monitoring, I'm raising this matter because most of the councillors feel that they are bulldozed and not taken on board with regard to the process of delivering water through their respective wards. And secondly, um, with regard to your, your water tankers, I'm, I'm of the view that let's empower our local businesses. We should not take a person from another municipality or another province to come and render the service to another municipality. 
that will kill the business around that municipality. So let's make use of our local businesses in the local municipalities. And the other issue that I want to raise, since the intervention started, have we encountered any case of theft and vandalism and the selling of water that was reported to the command centre? And the other matter that I want to ask is, have we also encountered any communities protesting against this intervention of providing water to their own communities? And the last matter that I want to check, Chichi, uh, when I check the slide that talks to Mpumalanga, uh, it doesn't give me a, a tool on what intervention are you doing because I see zero, zero, zero. There are tankers that are allocated and there are tanks that are allocated to the province. But in terms of installation and uh, uh, other matters. It's this, the slide um, just reflects zero zero. Can you speak to that uh, slide? Sure. Thank you very much. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, thank you very much, Chairperson. I also want to congratulate the department and to say to them all that on progress so far. And maybe just for us to appreciate as members of this committee that it's for the first time that we have such magnitude of a disaster in our country. Uh, we really appreciate what they There would be challenges or mistakes in the process. Uh, Chairperson, I just wanted to ask a few questions here. One is regarding the Western Cape, which was not ready to implement their 2020-21 um, RB our big program. I am a bit worried because that province is one of the provinces which has got more challenges. They've got the highest number of statistics in terms of COVID. So, but anyway, as on the same breath, I appreciate that some of their funds have been reallocated to the Northern Cape. I'm happy because it's my province. And our premier also raised the issue that um, we do have, uh, we are not getting the same treatment, especially due to the distances we have. Yes, we do have a small population, but our distances are vast. I want to find out also from the department in terms of um, those areas which are still in the bucket system, how are we assisting them? Uh, Chairperson, we had a serious hailstorm in the province a few days ago. How are, how are the municipalities assisting those areas which were affected? Because it happened during the COVID. Chair, um, in terms of the leaks, we still do have leaks and um, issues of sewer um, spillage. What is it which are we doing or the municipalities? Because I think that there should be a vigorous program of public awareness and education to the public. And um, a national mass assist as in far as that is concerned, because uh, some, some sewer spillages are due to copper cable theft. And there are a few which I know of in, in Kimberley. And there's a lot of analyzation of um, infrastructure. So we need also to have a vigorous program and also to follow up to see what the police are doing about, about that, because we cannot really afford 
to have vandalization at this time when we need uh, uh, programs, such programs uh, as it is better, I mean, more than yesterday. So, uh, Chair, my last question is based on the schools. How do we assist schools in terms of water? Because I know maybe in sooner or later the children will be going back to school. So there's the sanitation at school level, including the water at school level. Thank you very much, Chair. Is Yes, I'm saying, yeah, member, all members, uh, they managed to raise their questions. Seemingly so, Chair. Okay. Uh, Chair, I'd like to pose a question, question please. Who's Which member that? is there? Honorable the Toy. Okay, member to Toy. Thank you so much. Uh, on, uh, honorable member, wait. Can we check how many of those three members have not asked questions? Can we check? It's member Jatoy and who else? Member Mufayela. Member Mufayela. Yes. And then another member. So it's member Jatoy and member Mufayela. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Can I speak? Can I speak now or after the toy? After the toy. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Chair, I won't be long. I want uh, just to state that water supplies of the utmost importance, and our water resources must be protected. Now, with these new developments that will be taking place, um, are there any plans in place to build new water reticulation plants or to maintain and upkeep? The existing ones, obviously, the amount of uh, uh, extrudents that that will be added to that um, to those plants will be a lot more. And we're currently sitting with a situation where these plants can't accommodate at this stage. If we can just get clarity with regards to that, and I want you to know if we do have communication with the other departments. Um, for future reference with regards to water pipelines that will be laid to move away from this uh, water tankers and the, the tanks that are being placed in the in the new uh, areas, as well as the supply of electricity with metering to uh, assist with the, with the burden of costs in future. Thank you. Member Mufayela. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Chairperson. Mine is simple. I'm appreciating the couple which has been done by the department by the Assembly and Transport in areas like Kumkana, Wood, and Zulu, and Etc. Uh, I will ask the department to 
to, to, to do more because these areas are short of water even during the normal time. And it's even worse now, ma'am, during this COVID-19 uh, period. Uh, some tankers are lying there without water. When the water comes, people are uh, uh, going there in numbers. And this thing of giving a social distance uh, is getting compromised. People are gathered around the tank trying to get water because the tender can lie there even a week or two weeks without any water. So I will ask the department, while they are doing their best, they must put uh, the rural areas as a priority because these people, they are running short of water even during the normal time and it works now. So I will ask the department to do more, please. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. I'm in a Thank you, Chair. Uh, no, 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 no. Chairperson, remember, we are so and Myself, can we behave? <laughs> no, thank you, thank you, Chair. My question is, is that the department, Chair, what plan do they have? I know other members have raised this question. They always, we, we appreciate the issue of the tankers, but what plan do they have for filling in these tankers, especially in the rural areas? Because there is no use of putting tankers there that will be blown in by the air when there's a heavy wind without water. The second thing, Chair, is that um, we heard that there are a number of donors that are coming forward, especially to donate, not to donate tankers. Does that, is that been taken into account that we must see the budget? being reduced when there are more tankers that are coming in with the donors. Uh, so how is that being correlated with the budget that the department still need more money when there are so many donors as well that are coming forward with the, with, with the tankers? My last question, Chair, is a matter of the maintenance. I still, I still say, Chair, that you know, in other areas like in Wotushuwe and other, you'll find that people, they, they don't have water because of the old infrastructure. We must find a way, rather than drilling in new poholes, and identify the main issues as to why these people don't have water when they are sitting closer to a Josin dam that pump water to Johannesburg but people locally here in what they are not having water. It's because of the infrastructure. These are the issues that need to be attended to. More than to be creating, more than to be putting in more tankers and this and uh, and water can this water can that also look. <laughs> Remember, Tafeni. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I, I want to raise the, 
Please unmute your mic, please. Please unmute your mic, please. Please Yes, you have a yes, yeah, we can hear you now. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, in the SDK, it has been by drought for many years with no innovation from from the department. We have seen people of Numa in the street blocking roads. Are they are they are they a permanent solution for water shortage in the Eastern Cape? was when the time comes in light of the challenge added by COVID-19, is the department having plan? And number two, in, in, the, in the water tanks in the Eastern Cape have no overhead. They are always empty. They don't refill them and there is no follow-up on, on, on the department. Also in the rural areas there are no water, no water sources to provide water for the people, only rivers that become dry when there is drought and people suffer. And the statistics of COVID-19 in the Eastern Cape is moving forward. So please assist me. Thank you. Member Bana, are you there? Hello. Yes, it's your turn now. Okay. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I think my question has already been posed by uh, Honorable Mabika. But, but we need information on how the sanitizers uh, are distributed by the department. Otherwise, mine is just a comment to say, well done to the department. At least we know that there will be challenges somewhere, somehow, because it's our first time to experience this COVID-19. Thank you very much, Professor. Hello. 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 I'm asking Issue, Chair, is with respect to institutional coordination. 
And I'm very pleased that we have decided to do a joint uh, a committee uh, with the select committee that deals with matters of cooperative governance. Firstly, let's recall, Chair, that um, from a water point of view, there have already been a disaster that was declared before, and there were provinces that the department was helping. Remember that drought was declared as a disaster in the Eastern Cape, in the Free State, in the Northern Cape, and some parts of Limpopo province and other parts of KZN. And there's been a lot of work that has been happening in those provinces. Even if you could look at the slides, even in terms of our delivery mechanism, you could see that the Eastern Cape, some of the temporary relief issues, they have been sorted out, the numbers are very high. Then secondly, we have the national disaster that has been declared by the National Command Council by the President through the National Command Council. It is going to be important that we remember that for us as a department, we are coming in in support of the work that municipalities they must do and the other role players that must be able to do. And during this period, if you look at the governance arrangement the DG presented, we are very working closely with the provincial command councils, the disaster management centers and provinces, including in the district and at a local level. And we are very satisfied that the coordination of what are the needs from each municipality in each district and each province, this is what is being communicated because we don't take these decisions to say, where should we go? Because these are the people that are closest to the people. Therefore, the issues of coordination are important. Ultimately, it feeds up to the net joints where the teachers, they sit. Ultimately, they feed up to the minister who goes to the National Command Council. Therefore, the issues of governance coordination is going to be important. But there are certain issues around the, that the department has made decisions the minister after the outbreak. One of the main decisions, apart from the temporary relief, was that there must be water available to our people all the time, which is the question of the assurance of supply. On the assurance of supply, you will remember we came to you. We said the number of water boards were being owned by various municipalities that were unable to pay Despite that these municipalities are actually owing money, they are owing the water boards, the minister made the determination that they should be the easing of restrictions by the water boards so that we don't have the problem where certain communities can't have access to water because at this point they are owing. An example, Comrade Chair, you will notice that if you look at a municipality like Kuluwat, Yesterday we were there, the better water has done the easing, rainwater is being owed by a number of municipalities, they have all done the easing of restriction. In other words, from our side, we want to ensure that there is a security of supply, but we'll have to be able to deal with the financial implications afterwards. But at this period, we are doing whatever is humanly possible to deal with those issues. Number two on the same issues around issues of the availability of water. 
We are not only providing issues of water tendering and storage facilities. A number of municipalities, water is available. Either the water is of bad quality and water is no longer running in the taps. Issues around infrastructure failure or system failures. Even in the same period, the team led by the DG, they are attending to infrastructure failure. Let's make an example. In Rustenbeck, as an example, you have Rustenbeck getting water from the Valkov Dam. And there were areas that were not receiving water in Rustenbeck. Where to, to do an emergency procurement of additional pumps. And these pumps ran water, this command center, which is the infrastructure we use. They were able in less than a week to be able to get an additional pump so that Rustenbeck don't have problems. At the very same time, you go to people like Quattro and other members who have raised issues around Quattro. The issues of infrastructure there, you know that the water has been released in the dam because there is water in the dam. And currently, the teams are on the ground to address the issues of the network failure when they are leakages. It's an important way that infrastructure must work. You go to Mpumalanga in Ligua as an example, water is available. But the water was brownish and very dirty. But as you can go to standard on right now, those communities, that infrastructure is working. We are currently having a team deployed by DG of Mahalis, working with the MEC for Northwest, who are attending to the issue honorable person of Matibi. Because the water is there. But, but the water that is coming out is very deep. Therefore, as part of this intervention, infrastructure so that you can guarantee access to water is being attended, is not being left behind. Lastly, in communities where there is no infrastructure at all, but there is an availability of groundwater, we are actually working with our own municipalities and local government in those particular areas. You will see that a number of boreholes are being rehabilitated in other communities for the first time or able to those particular communities having water. But admittedly, there are certain parts of deep rural areas we must admit the source can't be found. And we have directed that municipalities working with us, we should be able to do most of some of those particular issues. I thought the issues around the issues of sources must be able to address. When it comes to issues of procurement, let's be able to deal with the issue to say, why did we use rainwater? The DG, when he made a presentation earlier on, rainwater has been very sensitive that uh, the issues of localization are taken into consideration because at the beginning, there were a lot of issues that were being raised on the chain. But these issues of using the central database and using local suppliers is an important issue. It's being taken into account. But we need help. There are certain suppliers who are deliberately trying to stop the water trucks or this material delivered in other areas, which is There are also areas where, Chair, you find that some officials in government are working with these people to disrupt the existing infrastructure so that you can be able to create business. 
These are some of the issues, Chairperson, that I think they are very important that we need to be able to deal with, but we are very humbled by the support that we are getting. And the hotline that the DG refers to is always being flooded. And we are able to go and send our teams on the ground, working with municipalities, even a number of members of parliament. They have been sending a lot of information to say in this village, in this township, there are issues. We think that working together, making water a societal issue, we should be able to ease the difficulties our people they find themselves in. Those are the ways, Chair, that I wanted to be able to indicate and so that you can give me the leave of absence for another meeting. Okay. Thank you, thank you, uh, GM Masogo. Um, can I, can we get the the team to respond? You can start with the rainwater and the GM if it's around, we will be closing the 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 the, the response. Good afternoon, Chair and honourable members. Um, I hope I've been unmuted from that side. My name is Sikumsai, Chief Executive of Renwater, coordinating the command center. I, I take it you can hear me. I don't see anybody nodding, so I'm not sure if I'm connected. Am I audible? Okay. Yes, we can hear you. Thank you. Yes, we can hear you. Continue. Yes, thank you, Chair. Um, the, from the command center, I think the, the first question that uh, I would like to clarify is the issue around the modality. How are we deploying um, tanks and tankers um, to local communities? The, the approach is a bottom-up, a top-down, um, in a sense that um, we get the requirements, the needs, through a provincial head that sits in the provincial jobs. Those provincial jobs are made up of district and local jobs where the requirements are collated, consolidated, and through our provincial jobs, the requirements come um, to the National Command Center. Of course, the, the requirements that they need is a lot more than the currently available budget. <clears throat> the DG has taken us through those numbers, and hopefully, um, as and when we get additional resources, we'll be able to, to deploy more resources. So after we have consolidated that and rationalized that, the numbers and the requirements in terms of the budget availability, we then deploy the tanks and the tankers through the provincial jobs, because the provincial jobs have got local jobs and district jobs sitting there. From the provincial jobs, the tanks and the tankers are then deployed to local municipalities. It is extremely important for us uh, to follow this, and we do that without failure, precisely because most of the questions are going to be answered um, through that process. The issues then of ownership post-COVID, uh, of ownership of the tanks, will be the responsibility of the municipalities. Um, so to that effect, the issues of security, um, issues of maintenance, the issues of quality of water in the tanks, um, will be the responsibility of municipalities beyond the intervention. So it is therefore important um, that um, we do mention that um, the distribution at local level 
at municipal level is done by local jobs uh, with the resources that are deployed by provincial jobs from the command center. So if an area is or without water, it's probably because of the wisdom applied um, or without if the area is without tanks or tankers, it's because of the allocation that is happening at the local municipalities with the wisdom provided by uh, provincial jobs, um, of course, getting those requirements um, from, from the local municipality. So it is important to have that understanding that uh, from the command center at national level, we don't deploy directly to the councillors and council level. We leave that to the municipalities because they are best positioned to understand where the needs are, who is the responsible councillor, and um, in which ward or space should this be uh, distributed to. This, we believe, takes care of issues of collaboration with municipalities and councillors uh, to that effect. On the issue of water quality, as I've indicated, post-COVID will be the responsibility of the municipalities to ensure that the water in those tanks um, is actually compliant with the drinking water quality standard. But at this point in time, uh, during the COVID, we are taking responsibility for that. Um, we do uh, checks with regards to turbidity and um, residual chlorine for the purpose of disinfection in both the tanks and the tankers. Uh, we have set ourselves slightly stringent standard over and above the drinking water quality standard because the water gets to reside a lot longer in the tanks um, during this process than when you drink water from the taps. So we have uh, set ourselves a target of one milligrams per liter of residual chlorine in the tanks and the tankers. And we are monitoring and ensuring that there is disinfection um, of our tanks and tankers as we do that during this period of time. So we are for now responsible for the, the water quality. We also work very closely with municipalities because we have acquired a set of text kits for both the quality and the turbidity that we are leaving behind for the municipality post over to use this test kit to test the quality or quantity of uh, quality from um, residual chlorine intervidity uh, beyond COVID-19. So that is the support that, that we, are, we are providing currently to ensure that there is sustainability. The, yes, some of the uh, numbers that we have seen um, uh, that the members are referring to, they are about, about two or three days old. So you have um, produce reports on a daily basis. As the DG has indicated, the installation is happening hourly. The, 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 the deployment of tankers is it's a continuous process, and the numbers do change. Um, yes, there was a period of time, um, because of the reasons that the minister has indicated around the installation. Um, what we have done in the meantime, we have split the installation and the tanks in use. What does that mean? A tanker, a tank can be in, in use. In other words, you can still be able to tap water from a 10,000 liter tank, although it's not sitting in an appropriate state. So that tank will not be installed, but will be in use. So we are seeing quite a number of uh, tanks in use while we're dealing with the installation. Avoid issues of irregular, fruitless and wasteful expenditure. 
what we are doing is that we are not paying the service providers um, for the installation, even though the tank is used until such time that the installation is completed. What we also are doing um, from the National Command Center, and this is a question that was raised by a member before, we have issued or signed what we call assignment agreements with our sister water boards, assist municipalities with the actual installation. The responsibility to do installation, it's lies squarely in the hands of the municipalities because they do understand the local dynamics in terms of service providers locally to ensure the installation. The assignment agreements that we've signed with our sister water boards that the DG has mentioned, is there to assist with the actual installation um, of the municipalities. So yes, we have signed assignment agreement because in certain municipalities, they will request the provincial head to assist um, with the installation by the water boards. For example, in the Western Cape, we in the city, the city is doing the installation, the city of Cape Town. Outside, the overbed is dealing with um, the installation and they are liaising with municipalities um, to deal with the issues of local service providers. In KZN, it's a different approach. All the installation is done by copter. So through the provincial jobs, the, the provincial jobs use copter in the district and local municipality to distribute and ensure installation. In the areas such as Umkanya County, and that have been mentioned, we just follow up with Siganda from Copta in the province of provincial heads to get an understanding of when the tanks and the tankers are going to be distributed in that area. The, the another question around four by four tanks or tankers, yes, all of them by and large, they, they are four by four. Um, just double check and ensure indeed in the KZN areas, um, those are compliant and are able to get to the areas that they need to get given the terrain in KZN. So yes, they, in terms of the spec, all of them, even in Houten, they should be four by four, strong enough to manage um, each and every terrain that is posed before um, them insofar as the distribution of water through those tankers. Um, we'll also again uh, double check. We have had a technical meeting yesterday. This also came strongly. And uh, this morning we are speaking to Proctor to just ensure that we have the right tankers in that space. So um, the issue of sanitizers, I think uh, from the command center, really, the intention is not to ensure that each and every person or community has bought sanitizers and protective clothing. Unfortunately, because of the budget availability, these sanitizers we distribute to our provincial heads to assist our officials in the provinces with the installation. So to an extent possible, they can get into the communities, but because of the limited number um, um, that we have from the budget point of view, we are unable to distribute them to um, um, every single person in our communities. So, so the budget that we have is not intended to get to, to that level. There's a, a question around social distancing at the tankering level. We have noted that it's a matter that we are tending to. Ideally, we want tankers to fit into the tanks, not to supply directly to uh, communities. 
But because we have skill shortages in certain areas, we use tankers to actually do the actual distribution. We are developing protocol and in fact have where we are insisting on the people that are distributing water uh, through the tankers directly. They ensure social distancing. We have the verification team that is doing well. We have requested them to actually um, assist with that social distancing. Because we are not only worried about social distancing at the tankers level, are worried about uh, possible pollution and the spread of other diseases um, such as cholera, E. coli, um, at that at that level. In terms of Mopani and Sikuni, we can quickly check with um, our colleagues um, in um, in Limpopo, um, Water Board Lepelle, and um, also see who's our provincial head to check how far we are with Mopani. I know there were interventions from drought um, um, relief that they are affecting, I think, if I'm not mistaken, in Mopani. Just check in terms of that and see if there's anything um, um, that is coming their way. And, um, and if indeed we, we will be able to respond and provide water in those areas by when. Um, Madam Chair, those are the uh, questions that I have uh, uh, noted tried to respond. I think the issue of local service providers, the PT minister has responded to that. Where possible, ideally, we want to source our tankers locally, because we don't have to also fare them um, from far field, um, because that also comes into care what we call installation costs. So ideally, we want to mobilize tankers, even tanks, locally, because it will also limit the issues of uh, moving tanks around the cost related to that. Uh, thank you, Chen. Hello, Chair. Hello, Chair. Yes, I'm, I'm back. I'm, there's somebody who's muting my, my phone. Stop muting my, my phone. Can we get the DG of the Human Settlement and the DG of, uh, of Water? Let's start with uh, the DG of Water and then, uh, then we'll follow by the DG of Human Settlement. Thank you, Chair. The bulk of the questions have been answered by the board and the CEO of Redwater, Rias Griffith. As I can, let me start with the question. first question by Honorable Masheshko was answered, which talks to installation, asset register, and transfers to municipalities. And the second question from Honorable Bauer. Uh, part of it has been answered, but we will make available the qualifications of the people involved. A lot of people uh, to other organizations, but uh, just to give you an idea, the TTG responsible for infrastructure in the department has uh, an engineering background, so we make that information available to you about the qualifications. Uh, the CEO of that work uh, maybe forgot to state that uh, we already have a CEO at Renwater who is dealing with the procurement. We do have the chief procurement officer who is uh, dealing with all of those issues. So that information on the service providers procured, uh, tankers procured, 
we will give you a complete list of uh, the portfolio of evidence. Uh, so we got it. We'll make it available to you. Uh, there was a question about the. Uh, I'll give the details to to my colleague uh, from human uh, sentience. Mushabiyalingana. Uh, the question about Mushabiyalingana was answered by uh, the CEO of the quarter. And in Kudadichaja, I think the quarter deputy minister must have discussed that question. Except to say that uh, the CEO of Citibank, what I spend more time there, I am also in the WhatsApp group of all the world councillors and the PR councillors there, the CEO of Citibank, also in the WhatsApp group, and uh, the chairman of Citibank uh, is in that WhatsApp group, and we will deal with issues as they come. There are a lot of challenges right now with the funds. But we uh, uh, as uh, with Sedibian Water and the municipality. So there's coordination with councillors, there's coordination with uh, the administrator there and the other officials. Uh, we can finish the information uh, in the file. Finish us with the names of places where the tanks has been installed, and that's working in, in progress. I think we'll be able to. Uh, to give that information if it's so required. Um, there was a question about the quality of the water tanks and the water tankers. I think uh, there may be challenges here and there, but the majority of the tanks that and the tankers that were using are quality tankers. There was uh, an unfortunate situation in the Northern Cape. The CEO is attending to it, and uh, the majority of the tanks and the tankers are quality tankers. Uh, we take the guidance on uh, how to deliver tanks and tankers in uh, uh, areas that are very, uh, where the quality of roads are, are not very good. I would urge uh, members to feel free uh, to submit to both myself and the active DG of human assessments the specific areas where you are encountering problems. Uh, we, we will follow up on these issues with the agencies of provinces, with the municipal managers. It's important, I know that the minister was in, in the room, uh, uh, she was going to give you our cell phone numbers, our mobile numbers, <laughs> and the mobile numbers of the officials that we are working with, so that if you encounter any problem, whether it's at any moment, or it's at uh, R101, please feel free to bring it to the attention of the DG. Uh, the DG of women and youth and people with disabilities, an hour ago, text me about areas that meet our urgent attention to KZN. Uh, and she gave us the names of the people that are considered there. Because once it's brought to our attention, we will be able to distribute tanks uh, and tankers. So I take it that. Uh, Members will not treat this as a one-source exercise. Please feel free to register to us all of those areas that uh, uh, where we have encountered some problems. We'll follow up on the uh, where there are challenges. There are tanks that are not being used, but tanks have been delivered. We will talk to the regional head of the Department of Water and Sanitation. Uh, there, we will also talk to the agency of Cocteau there to find out why 
the tanks are not being used after they have been delivered. Uh, we will follow up on Bromo uh, uh, Street and 101. If we can give them the contact details of the people that we need to interact with there uh, in those informal settlements where we have encountered problems. And more, there was a question about Enmo, uh, which is the uh, minister's uh, uh, hometown. Uh, we will follow up on Enmo. If the owner of the member can get in touch with, uh, with us and give us the name of the village where we have to target, because we have delivered tanks to Enmo. But if there is a specific village which we have not covered, I activate uh, our interaction with the provincial head, with the CEO of Amatola Water, because we use Amatola Water as an implementing agent in some areas. I will also discuss this with, with the CEO of the of Amatola uh, On the hailstorm, please bring it to our attention uh, which areas that were affected by hailstorm, uh, what disaster is occurred. We can discuss it with the National Disaster Management Center, Dr. Tao, so that they can get there as quickly as possible. I can discuss it with the FMDG of Compta as well, uh, the areas that are affected by uh, and storm. Uh, there was a question about the poor and payables. We are more than willing to come back to the portfolio committee and present our recovery plan, our financial recovery plan about how are we performing in terms of accruals and payables. Remember, accruals, a simple definition of accruals is work done in previous years but not paid for. Uh, so we will be able to, uh, to demonstrate to you uh, those areas that are uh, where work was done and not paid for. I take it that we will need a separate meeting for us to discuss accruals, payables, and the entire financial recovery plan of the department. The budget system, there was a question about the budget system in the Northern Cape. We had a report, Northern Cape is, is doing better than, um, uh, than the free state. Remember, the majority of budgets are in the free state, but Northern Cape is ahead of the free state in terms of, uh, of dealing with the budgets. The construction unit is on site, and again, we are more than willing to come back and report to the portfolio committee just on budget and application. Uh, there were hiccups here and there, there were delays. But I think we are now on site. We are uh, there is a movement. Uh, we will be able to, uh, to deliver and eradicate all those buckets within this uh, current financial year. Uh, other questions I think we're taking care of. Numa, uh, we do have a plan for Numa. In fact, in Eastern Cape, that's where we started. We started with Butterworth. There are certain things that we still have to do there, fixing the Butterworth uh, where. Uh, the people of Butterworth will refer to it as the Butterworth dam to a dam, but it is a way, it is not a dam. But there are specific plans that we have uh, the head of infrastructure and the department is managing that together with the regional head. One of the things that they wanted us to do is dredging. And uh, the, uh, they say, when are you going to take this dam? But in our lingua, we refer to it as, uh, as dredging of the dam and also raising the dam wall. Uh, and we do have the plans. It's going to cost us a lot of money, but uh, we do have the plans. Our engineering uh, component in the department is working on that. The figures that we got uh, last time is that it's going to cost us about 150 million dollars. Uh, all the other questions, Chair, I think we can report on them. The specifics about the areas I would urge members to bring that to the attention of the DG. And I'm not willing to give my contact details here. 
My cell phone number is 082-884-8046. I will repeat again, if you're not successful with the uh, with the, uh, the call center, you can text me if you don't find me, because most of the time we sit in Fossard, and sometimes in government meetings, if not joints, and we don't go with cell phones in those meetings. Please feel free to text me. You can also email to channel at dwa.gov.za. And I repeat, channel at dwa.gov.za. Please feel free to give us the specifics and we'll make the necessary follow-ups with our regions, with our teams on the ground, on the ground with the water boards, and the members of the NRTT. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chef. Mr. D, number again, please. My number is 082 84 It's always better if you text. I will respond to it. And please identify yourself. Are you available for 24 hours, DG? Is it 24 hours? There are questions on the chat on the chat section. Can the department please answer them? Please chair the chat section. Can the department touch on those questions as well? Thank you. None of the questions that I've asked has been answered. None of them. The question in the chat, I want to check it is the correct one. It says, did the press through its research agency take a research analysis of insights offered by the South African? Gigi Shangana. Yes, Chair. Gigi Shangana. Uh, there are a lot of members who are saying that their question has not So can you check your question and uh, DG argument settlement? And then we'll come back to respond to those questions. Okay, Chair. Can we do that? Yes. Uh, uh, Thank you, Chair. I'm just going to ask Mr. Akwale from the HGA, who's the implementing agent for the uh, informal settlement upgrade and resettlement, to take you through some of the answers and then I'll uh, come back to you. Thanks, Chair, with your permission. Uh, thank you, good afternoon, Honorable Chair and Members. My name is Lucien Bakali. Uh, I work for the Housing Development Agency. Chair, the question that was raised around length that has been identified for intensification purposes, I can confirm that uh, today we have identified seven land parcels, 1,100 hectares. And then in the main, this land is owned by either municipalities, provinces, or also the national department or, or, or government of public order. Now, in some instances, Honorable uh, Chair, I want to also confirm that we are going to have to either buy or expropriate privately owned land 
because some of the informants have claimed that they are direct lines for intensification or upgrading. There is no property owned land nearby. Therefore, that will then necessitate their time. Privacy owned land be acquired or expropriated. Uh, in terms of the question around uh, Duncan Village Chair, I can confirm that the de-densification or upgrading process has just started. There is a contractor that has been appointed and recently handed over site to construct just over 1,174 temporary residential units. In total, we will be delivering over 2,000 TRUs in the area. And that is part of the Duncan Village Informers, I mean, Duncan Village upgrading program. There was also a question raised around the cost of this TRU. Permanent housing chair cost us about 100. So we pay about 64,000. I think it's also important to note, Chair, the fact that these are built or constructed to facilitate of informal assessments or permanent households currently living in informal assessments. So it doesn't necessarily mean that that is a permanent. Unfortunately, because of the way some of these informal assessments are so congested or over temporarily resetting certain sections of informal settlements to make way for permanent resetting. I hope I've dealt with all the questions relating to de-densification. Uh, thank you, thank you, Chair. Just a couple of things, uh, Chair, on this. Uh, on the question of the additional amounts, there are no additional amounts because all of the money that they are using are already earmarked and form part of the plan. So all of the informal settlement upgrading, de-identification, re-blocking forms part of the current USDG, HSDG. Uh, I think that, that, that we have received certain requests. However, we remind both provinces and municipalities, this is part of their, uh, their, their yearly uh, APP and NPF plan, so, so there's no additional money. This is work that we are supposed to do and must do. So, 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 that's, so that's it. Chair, uh, just to indicate, I just want to confirm that as any statement, I think uh, uh, missions uh, established uh, on the issue around the question of the uh, cost benefit analysis. Every informal settlement that gets upgraded has a plan. Part of that plan includes the man. Hello. Sorry. Sorry, can I, can I continue? So, so, so part of every informal settlement that gets upgraded, there is a, a settlement plan. That plan includes how that settlement will be upgraded. And we must remember that only those settlements that cannot be upgraded in situ is their relocation. And that relocation, part of that relocation is TRU. So, so that's the, that's the, the, the process. Chair, I just want to reiterate the part 
uh, around the question and and, 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 and and part of what we, I suppose, we will uh, provide that to the committee or would have wanted to, that part of the HSDG and USDG plan contain, contains in detail all of these settlements that we have identified together with provinces and municipalities for upgrading. Uh, thank you, Chair. I hope I've answered some of those questions. I'm not sure if there were anyone that was, or that was asked during the course of us being disconnected, Chair. But I'll check it now. Perhaps, Chair, it's important to state that uh, we got disconnected after, before Korea. Uh, when, when, when she was, he was about to speak, we got disconnected and we missed the question that was raised by Honorable Kodi. We got connected uh, at the time when we uh, uh, to check. Uh, I think Honorable uh, when there's a question that was raised about Isabella. And uh, that's when we got connected. So we missed the questions that were raised after Honorable Howard, uh, and then we only got connected. Uh, and I'll go through those questions. Oh, we've got a summer here. Let me, let me go through those questions. They have been forwarded to us. The question that were raised when we were disconnected. And we picked it up. I think we've answered Honorable Howard. Uh, we have not answered and the question was uh, we don't know the question maybe the chair can assist us uh, to pick up those questions that were raised by Honorable Kohi. There was a question about the funding. Are we going to get uh, additional funding from the disaster management fund? Our view is that uh, we are not likely to get additional funding from the National Disaster Management Fund. My sense is that uh, the Disaster Management Fund is likely to target the Department of Health because that's where a significant budget is required. So what we did in the meantime was to go to Treasury uh, to allow us to, uh, to review and adjust our budget. The question, the other question that I think was raised and we didn't answer it, uh, in my, I think we answered the question about collaboration with the municipality. We answered the question about uh, the uh, installation of the tanks. Why is it slow? Uh, I think we explained this, that uh, it is because of uh, the hardware and the warehouses that were closed. But after the regulation was released by Minister Zamin Zuma a fortnight ago, uh, we managed to, uh, to get those the tools that are required for us to elevate the tanks. There was a question about uh, the schools. Uh, what are we doing uh, in schools? We've started discussions with the DG, in fact, Minister of Basic Education in our ministry, talking about how to prioritize schools during this period and post COVID 19. Uh, so we've started the engagement with the basic education because uh, their core business is to deliver education. Our core business is to deliver infrastructure. So they are of the view that uh, the two departments can work together to provide uh, water in schools and also to provide uh, sanitation in schools. 
So we've started an arrangement with DG Matanzan, who was the DG of the basic education to prioritize the schools. Uh, there is a question about Umalana. I don't think we answered that question about the slowness of delivery in Umalana. Why do we have some zeros in Umalana? I think the CEO attempted to answer the question. Uh, we started slow uh, in Umalana, but that figure, the figures are now going up. They have changed. Uh, I wanted to check the latest figure on, on Umalana. Uh, in terms of sanitizers, in terms of uh, soap, uh, in terms of uh, tanks and tankers, we do have figures, and Malan, I think we can share uh, those figures with the member. But those figures are going to go up, they're going to change because we're getting an additional allocation. There was a question uh, still uh, after Malan, uh, about the uh, why are we asking for more money? Why are we asking? For additional 881 million. We think that the 306 million that was allocated to us is not adequate to help us to meet the target that we have set for ourselves. You would have noticed that uh, in the first phase, we targeted to deliver 18,000 tanks. Uh, we haven't met that target yet, but uh, we have been asked by the president and by the minister to upscale. Uh, to cover as many areas as possible, and also to prioritize the elders. So we need more budget. Uh, we don't think that uh, the disaster fund is going to give us more money. So we do need more budget to, uh, to upscale. Uh, I would say, I think your, your comment is a proposal. We take it as a, as a proposal that will enhance uh, the quality of the work that we want to do that we need. Uh, to empower local uh, players, even though we are procuring true rainwater, we have been very sensitive about the distribution of water. And I'm sure the CEO of rainwater will be able to share with us uh, the suppliers that we have utilized to distribute both the tanks and the tenders. We do have that list, and we have used suppliers from various provinces, from various localities. Uh, in some cases, the capacity is not there. For instance, in the Northern Cape, we struggle to find uh, suppliers in the Northern Cape uh, because we don't have the manufacturers in the Northern Cape, so they could not meet the demand. So we have to look at uh, the adjacent provinces, the suppliers in the state, the suppliers in South Cape, the suppliers uh, in, the, in the Western Cape. So we, we're sensitive about local uh, suppliers. I think that point is very important. We don't want to fix a problem by causing another problem. Uh, we received uh, an, uh, a, a message from the administrator about some of the questions that were raised when we were away. And the first question is about uh, military veterans department. Is it working with the military? Are we working with the military veterans department? Cabinet, the command council asked us to use the Department of Defense for the installation of the tanks. And this resolution was only passed last week. So we have started talking to the Secretary of Defense, but we haven't worked with the, the, the Department of Defense to install the tanks. I am aware that human settlements, and I'm sure the activity of human settlements will talk to this, that they are working with the Department of Military Veterans. Uh, to prioritize the station, re-blocking, 
Yeah, all the work that they're doing in Puma Sadiq. And I'm sure you will be able to answer that. I need to hear about Diana, Bata, and you allow that Diana uh, There was a question about Diana. Remember, in Diana, we have a project in Diana, but that project has been very slow. Uh, we had challenges with the project. The contractor that was doing the work left the site. We brought in construction units. Uh, they have been very slow. We met last week with Ripena, the region, uh, to find ways and ways to escalate. Uh, to escalate uh, the operations in Guyana. In Batakot, uh, I think it's been raining in Eastern Cape uh, for some time now, uh, but what we want to do is to make sure that uh, the problems that we experience in Batakot, those problems don't come back and want us again. I am very much aware that my team is working on the Soma-Mamakwe pipeline, because what is going to solve the problem in Batakot once and for all is uh, that Namaku pipeline, uh, which was providing water from, from somewhere here. Because uh, they go away, sometimes the wind, uh, the water runs dry. So what we want is a permanent solution uh, to fix the problem of water. But at the same time, they want us to increase uh, in winter when there is no water. They want us to increase the capacity of the well, or what they refer to as uh, the water. Cape Town, you didn't want to dance, why? Why Cape Town didn't want the tanks? I think we answered that question. The answer was that in the beginning, Cape Town was very cautious about welcoming the tanks. We talked to them, we explained to them that we target areas that do not have tanks. I think the mayor has come on board and they have welcomed the tanks. And they also wanted to get a, the contracting arrangement right because they were not sure about the contractual relationship between ourselves as DWS and the environment. Uh, uh, so I think the issue of Cape Town has now been resolved. Minister was in Cape Town, the world uh, is in Cape Town. Uh, she drove to Cape Town last week, and she's driving back to, uh, to Johannesburg uh, this week. There was another question uh, about, uh, does the department, uh, I want to make sure that I come from this question. Does the department expect to receive disaster relief funding? I think I've answered that question. I'm not expecting any funding from the disaster relief fund. My suspicion is that the only department that is going to be prioritized is the Department of Water. So it's the Department of Health, not the Department of Water. Uh, I think a lot of departments were hoping that they will get funding from the disaster relief fund. My suspicion is that the uh, department has been asked to readjust their budgets and the Department of Health needs some food uh, in excess of more than $2 billion right now to deal with PPE, PPEs, uh, and, and other related uh, matters. So we will not prioritize, that's my sense, and I think a lot of DGs have accepted that we are not going to be prioritized, but the Department of Health will need to prioritize. Chair, if there's a question that we have left out, it is not deliberate. I need to say this. Uh, you try as much as possible to cover as many questions as possible. If there is a question that we didn't answer, we will more, we'll be more than willing to respond to that question in writing. But we are of the view that we have covered as many questions as possible. And I think the Deputy Minister Marshall will cover some of the questions. The CEO of Redwater covered some of the questions. Uh, I have covered some of the questions. I think the question about Uxabia Lingana, there is a pipeline of projects there.
that we are packaging with Umkali uh, of the district uh, together with Umstatazi uh, Water. There is the project that are on the pipeline, which we should funded from WISIC, uh, the Water Services Infrastructure Grant. Uh, we can discuss that uh, some other time. But there is a plan. In terms of scaling up in KZN, I'm of the view that the next round, out of this KZN is going to be the biggest beneficiary. Uh, we started slow and we had a limited budget of 306 million. Now, going into the next phase, uh, a lot of uh, districts are going to benefit, not just in Kenya. But I think the mayor of Sudan district has also written to us and requested uh, more tanks and tankers. Thank you very much, Chair. Hello, Chairperson. Hello, Chairperson.
and then they then respond. This is a moment where all of us should actually be on the ground and respond to the issues as affecting our people and make sure that indeed we 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 defeat this COVID pandemic. So I want to take this opportunity to thank you all members, and then we'll communicate with you in terms of how you are going to move around and then and, and and what what limit you have uh, from from the from the chair of chairs thank you very much the meeting is adjourned bye 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 you are not